Okay, hold on. I'm ready. Maybe I'll take myself out for dinner tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do that. By yourself? Yeah. Oh. I'm going to read my book and eat dinner. Huh. What? Is that not cool? No, that's perfectly fine. Oh, God damn. No. <laughs> I mean, chill. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Where should I take myself out for dinner? It's fine. I'll think about it. Hello. Hi. This is either going to be the worst episode we've done or the worst because... We saw each other beforehand. We never see each other beforehand. I know, and we talked so much. Uh I feel like everything's out there already. We, like, ran into each other at a coffee shop. You looked so surprised like I was stalking you. Well, I was <laughs> You're like, oh, Christine. I was like, we're, we're planning to see each other in 30 minutes anyways. Yeah, I was like, can you leave? And I didn't know if I could... And you didn't leave. If I could sit with you because in New York when we would run into each other at coffee shops, you made it very clear that we weren't going to sit together. Yeah. We had our second ever hug. Yeah. How'd it feel? I just feel like I'm so tall around I just want you, you to embrace me. Just I know, squeeze but it feels me. like it's like... I, you've never <laughs> squeezed me. Can I tell you, I don't know how... This is a weird way to describe it, but when I hug you, I feel like I'm hugging a Cabbage Patch doll. Because you're just so small, I could shake you. Yeah. That came out wrong. <laughs> I don't know. You're like I, a little Cabbage Patch doll. That's not... <laughs> I'm I I feel like I'm past the male fragility thing. Like you know, yeah, you're fine. I don't need to be the that kind of a type man. Yeah, I'm, I I love who I am. Yeah, describing me as a cabbage patch doll though does not. Yeah, really I'm so sorry. I I regressed a little bit. I'm there. so sorry. Okay, so remember last week, I think it was last week, when you shamed me, uh, well, both you and JP did. You both tend to gang up on me. It's uh, an interesting dynamic in the studio, uh, but that you like shamed me for not wearing shoes at the office, and it was like, Christina, that's unprofessional. Christina, that's unsanitary. Christina, please don't take your shoes off here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I remember that. Y- you <laughs> know where original. I'm not going to wear shoes? Hawaii. You're On going the to beach Hawaii. in okay, Hawaii. Let's talk about before meeting you and Sarah, who I do think are like a very attractive cabbage patch-esque couple. Is no, she, yeah, okay. I just thought... The only people that went on baby moons were uh, previous contestants on The Bachelor and Instagram stars, which is usually one in and of itself. I was on season one preliminary round of Canadian of Cana- Idol. Oh, I know. So, Do you remember the improv show where I brought that up and you had a bunch of coworkers there and you got really mad at me? Because they didn't know. I know, but why not? They send me threatening messages now like, I've just called CTV Archives. To see if they have a recording. If they ever find one, I will pay so much money to see it. If they want me, if I could see it for free, that's ideal. (laughs) But I would pay so much money to see you. And you made it to like, you auditioned and got through. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited because you're coming to my housewarming party and I'm going to get to hear your karaoke for the first time. Yeah, I sing a lot of The Killers. Oh, I'm excited. Um, Do you know Tom Green is on Celebrity Big Brother? I f- this is saying a lot. 
I think Tom Green is too big of a celebrity to be on Celebrity Big Brother. It does seem like he's one of the bigger ones, but Lindsay Lohan's mom is also on. So Oh, it's US. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, not Canada. <laughs> be like Peter Mansbridge. <laughs> Could you? Rick Mercer. Imagine Peter Mansbridge <laughs> in the Big Brother house just like narrating everything. Who would be uh, on Canadians? Oh, Mike Myers for sure would be there. Really? He's too big for Canada's Big Brother. There's no way. It would be like uh, I think you're right. Uh, what's his name? Peter Mansbridge, my two post retirement. <laughs> Sean Majumder, like, the lead singer of Nickelback. Maybe no, it'd be like the bassist yeah, for the, Nickelback. Yeah, not, That's I, about it. I we mean, I'd watch this. We yeah. <laughs> we're like, hi, hey, I have a podcast. I would like to do Canadian Amazing Race someday. Okay, I was thinking, I want to pitch it that my dad and I do it together. I was gonna say you and I. Oh, oh, well, I sure. Would you? I. <laughs> I just how don't badly know. do you not want to travel with me right now? I just feel like wow. Uh, wasn't expecting this, and um, I just you think, would be like, oh my god, I just lost my phone. Okay, can, where can I go to the bathroom? I would here? definitely be the person who's like, I can't find my passport, and it would be like oh. definitely just like in the bottom of my fanny pack. I would I would hold on to the passports because you would lose it. Yeah, of course. I just feel like you need a story, and I feel like my dad and I could spin it like he's this like high up military guy and I'm like the social activist who's like against the army and then it's like what tensions will flare up as they travel together. All of them. All, <laughs> All of, of the tensions. And it will be great TV. Um, okay so no it's good feedback to let me know that you would not want to do I that I would consider it. I think we would really need to talk about it. And we need to go to don't you hate when you're have you I would watch the show religiously for a while. I used to love Amazing Race. And you'd watch these couples like fall apart and you're yeah. like you are you not going to, to stay together. You after need this. to communicate with each other. Yeah. Or maybe they do stay together and it just is sad. Maybe it's just sad. Yeah. Um, I'm hosting a housewarming party and I am Thanks for the invite, by the way. Okay, we already talked to you. You're coming, karaoke, yeah, blah, blah, blah. It, yeah. But like, do you get stressed before hosting parties? Because I'm already stressed no one's gonna come and the chips are gonna be bad. Like should the there chips be are chips? gonna go okay, bad. Okay, this is my question. <laughs> is at a 30-year-old's party, should I have a charcuterie board or is that too much? Or should I have chips or is that too juvenile? Should I have gummy bears? Is that way too juvenile? This is the things I'm thinking about. Are people only become coming because I'm sad? Yeah, or and they're gonna make somebody's gonna make out there. with you at this party and they're gonna be like, poor Christina, she's so sad. Guys, don't worry, I will make out with her. <laughs> Okay, and then we're all we're all gonna be in the Everyone living room. Just line up. <laughs> we're gonna be in the living room, being like, "Who ha who's gonna make out with Christina Guys, tonight? She's Christina. so sad." Okay, hurry, she's coming back from the bathroom. Somebody put your hand up to like touch your breast. She's crying right now. Somebody slap her butt because she needs it. It's gonna be a great party. Yeah, I just like don't know. Okay, the, the I'm gonna snacks say, of an adult party. Uh, gummy bears are like somebody who says "daddy," so don't. Okay, so this is good to know. Those are out. Great. Um, you should get like a baked brie. Should I have wine for people? Maybe I'll make a punch. Can we please spin the bottle? No. But the bottle is like compliment each other. I would other. like to say that the last three minutes <laughs> have made it sound like you and I have never gone to a party. <laughs> Can we please spin the bottle and seven minutes in heaven? <laughs> Have you Did ever you ever play Seven Minutes in Heaven? Yeah. Oh my God. Tell me everything start to finish. Take seven minutes. Um, I'm going to say that I played it. Yeah. But the Did girl you... that I went in with. Yeah. I, I, I think I pulled the Christian card. 
And she so you also, didn't actually and make she out. also was like, I'm not really into this. Okay. So, so what did you do? And did you stay in there for seven minutes? We talked. Oh my God. That is from every movie. But we, but like after. Did you I kiss think, right at the end though? No. Okay. That's not I don't like think, I don't think I got anything out of it. Yes. <laughs> I would say one of my uh, most embarrassing dating-esque stories is when I was 22 and in grad school, I asked, okay, I've realized we're going to talk about this in Are You Funny? Was that funny? Are we funny? <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the show Dating Around, but there's this thing I would always do when I was single where I'd like do something that I'd be like, that comes off so cute. And now looking back on it, I'm like, it was probably so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. But I asked a guy out in grad school with one of those notes and I left it in his desk in our grad office. And I was like, would you like to go on a date with me? Yes, no, maybe from your secret admirer. And he put no and then stuck it back in my desk. And how would you go on a date I think if it was a secret admirer? I feel like I was like, he knows. It's and obviously he did. He put it back in my desk. (laughs) So like it was very clear I was interested. I would love if he would have given it to like Samantha yeah. and she's like what the what fuck the David fuck? I would never his name was David that is wild oh wow yeah and we did end up dating but I kind <laughs> of this actually comes full circle you seduced him no I don't think I seduced him I think he was like I think this actually comes full circle because I actually think he dated me for a month because he was like oh this girl is sad <laughs> and then after a month he was like well I tried uh. yeah so we dated for a month and then we got back together for two days and then I broke up with him. Yeah, Power fuck move. him. Yeah. <laughs> fuck him. Um, <laughs> the amount of times though that I broke up with girls and then we got back together. And, like I probably had an on off like six times. Like, And how long was the on again? It would get shorter and shorter every yeah. time. Yeah. But then you would say like I can change or even if it's not or it'll get better or something. Yeah. Like... At what point do you just realize, like, I actually don't want this to get better? I don't know. Because it's not good. It's yeah. not good. I've done it twice. Three times. I've done it three times. It, but you and I both did it where we broke off an engagement. And, and then, then it got was like, back together. It, like, prolonged the yeah, pain. Yeah, it was brutal. He this couldn't was... sing in his youth group band for, like, three months. You know what that does to a guy? <laughs> That's all he has, aside from his engagement to the hottest youth group girl. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> who was saving it? I was. Sa- we didn't even kiss. I was saving it. You know what oh. you have in common now? Justin Bieber and uh, Chris Pratt. No, Justin Bieber was saving it with his new fiance that ju- he just got married. Did to. they not have sex they before have marriage? Sex. I mean, he had a lot of sex before. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I uh. Yeah, once had a pastor tell me that they assumed I'd already had sex. <laughs> and they're like, but don't worry, the Lord will re- re-virginize you. That is the best <laughs> fake insult compliment ever. Yeah. Well, you know, as soon as you walked in, I assumed you had had and sex. spoiler, I had not <laughs> That's so I had not even kissed a guy. That's so bad and funny. Yeah, but he promised me that the Lord would re-virginize me. And I was like, I'm I'm still uh, real virgin. I'm still a full V, sir. Still a solid V. Yikes. I would like the Lord to help me de-virginize. Isn't that like, yeah. You're like, Pastor, if I'm being honest with you, we're going to need to pray to get me to lose my V. Can we find a man <laughs> who wants it? 
I'm shocked. That that's the funniest thing. That's probably this episode the, is gonna make it impossible for me to date. The funniest thing I've ever. That's like, yeah, you know, the pastor saw me. He was like, slut, <laughs> immoral. She has gotten it. Maybe that's. And you're like you're like crying at night. You're like, Lord, help Please me, send me a dick. And he was like, Yeah, she's got it. And you're like, no, I need it. Do you know it's coming? <laughs> yeah. Um, I just like, if I ever go on Tinder, I feel like my tagline is going to have to be like, not the Christina Muehlberger from Scene Partners. Because if they Google my name, wow. this podcast will come up. And I don't want anyone I have the potential of dating to listen to this podcast. You're going to be. And be like. You're going to be on Canadian Celebrity Big Brother with that kind of stuff. <laughs> In no time. Yeah. I mean. What do you think? Like, okay, okay can I ask an honest for opinion? Your, for your future Tinder dates. Yeah. You have had sex at this point. <laughs> been with someone. Yes. Uh, can I ask you? Okay. If you were a single guy, right? Oh, yeah. Hello. Swipe right on me, ladies. Swipe right. And you came across me and you were like, oh. I'm going to listen to her podcast. And let's say you listen to like two to three episodes. What would you think of me? Okay, here's the thing. I'm very excited for I this. would think, oh, she's being self-deprecating on the podcast for comedic effect. That's probably not who she is in real and life. Then, <laughs> and then we'd go on a date. And you'd leave the tell. date and it'd be like, this is devastating. Ah. She is so sad. Ah. Like that. that is that's the first thing that came to mind. Uh, that I'm sad? No, but like people think that you're self-deprecating oh, for comedic effect. <laughs> and then you're like, oh. <laughs> no, that's just her. I feel, okay, that's good to know. Yeah, um, like. Um, it'd but be like, are they going to kiss me because I'm sad? Yeah, there we go. You'd, this, Like, let's say the guy ah. had a lovely time. Let's say you guys yeah. go out for dinner and it's yeah. been really good. So good. Um, <laughs> and you would make some joke like, kiss me because I'm sad. I would in that voice. And then let's say he did kiss you and you guys go up to the bedroom. You'd be like. On the first date, I mean, I'd do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that pastor knew I uh, would do it. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Okay, sorry. So we go up to the bedroom. And you'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. <laughs> I don't know, but all the lights are off. That's all. <laughs> and he might be like, I want to see this girl's body. And he'd be like, wow, I'm turning <laughs> off the lights because I'm sad or like something. And he might be super into you, but you'd be like still like cutting yourself down. That's like my go to is to point out that I breathe through my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so it'd be like, oh, my God, have you noticed? I have a nose, but I don't know how to use it. What else don't know how I just know to use? Let's find out. How am I going to breathe be... when I'm giving you a blowjob? Because all I have is my mouth to breathe through. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh. Anyways. No, 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 no. I think this podcast is a really good Tinder help for you. I think this episode in particular. <laughs> any guys Just have the listen. link to it. Just actually, it would really help clear a lot of questions I have up. been reading because I want my friend to go on Tinder. And so I've been reading like what makes a good Tinder bio. Hmm. And apparently it's like the ticket is to have something that opens up a conversation. It's like you ask a question or you make like a, I believe this. Like yeah. I like dogs more than cats. 
So maybe mine is like, listen to this episode. Tell me what you think. <laughs> Subscribe and share it with your friends. <laughs> we just want listen. I've already said this on the podcast, I remember, but um, my friend had the best, the best uh, Twitter bio. What was it again? All it said was, my Uber rating is 4.96. And girls were like, one, he's a respectful guy. Two, that's funny. Three, holy, that's a really good rating. Can I say that if I saw that on Tinder, I'd be like, boy, why aren't you using Lyft? They okay, treat their I, workers better. I, I think this was b- before, All you know. Right. But, I'm just um, saying. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay, what else is new? I feel like we've <laughs> talked enough about uh, my sadness. <laughs> I had this kind of like panic moment because all these people who are going to be better parents than me okay. are telling me these stories that they're like, oh, and then Jeffrey read to the baby in my tummy. He read this poetry book and that was beautiful. Okay, is that a thing? Are you supposed people to read People love to- doing no. that. It's That's so weird. over the top. You know, I'm such a fast reader and I'm sure my mom <laughs> read shit to me when I was in. And you know what the baby's hearing? <laughs> like it's all muffled. It's through yeah. amniotic fluid. If anything, you should be like putting like John Mulaney's special on the stomach. Like, let's make this kid funny. Um, I don't care if the kid's literate. I want this kid to be funny as the godparent. You need to apply for that. Okay, no, I assumed since you uh, conceived your child on a bunk bed above me that I am guaranteed the spot of godparent. You don't know. And you don't know where the child was conceived. If that's not the case, then you should just tell me right now that the baby was not conceived on a bunk bed that I was sleeping on the bottom of. I'm just going to say you don't know. I'm so sorry. So Jeffrey's reading to his unborn child and you feel like you're not. Well, then just do it. Well, so then, so then one night Sarah and I had this night where we played all this music we really wanted the baby to hear. Oh, that's sweet. We had a music night. What was some of the music? Ah, like Cat Stevens. Great. Um, like, uh, Marvin Gaye, like really like cool old stuff. Yeah. I don't think we're ready for contemporary stuff because like, (laughs) sure. uh, Because like Ariana Grande is hot now, but what if she like slips up and the baby's like no i heard this in the womb i'm in it thank you next um i'm actually gonna retract that she is so hot right now every single song she does i'm like that is a fucking slapper i don't like any of them i really want to because i just want to be so cool god is a woman Break got, up with your I boyfriend, like, I'm none bored. Of them, they all I mean, have a weird melody to me that I can't get into. Ariana Grande is like a goddess. I'm sure she is, and I like her her whole thing. <laughs> she seems cool. I just like I can't listen to her music without getting bored. Break up with your girlfriend, I'm bored. Isn't that so like badass of her? She's telling this guy, break up with your girlfriend, let's fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I'm assuming. I want that boldness. Yeah. You should get that boldness. I'm trying, but someone keeps telling me I come off sad. <laughs> well, okay. Try just telling one person. No, don't. It, it'd get messy. What do you want me to tell them I'll do it? <laughs> what is it? I don't know. Like message somebody in yeah. a happy marriage <laughs> and, be like, and say, break up with your wife. I'm bored. I wouldn't. And yeah. see what they say. Could you that would be wild. Because first off, they would just show their partner right away. Yeah, and be like, be like, do you see this from Christina? 
only Ariana Grande could do it because people would be I like, know, actually, they'd be like, like, yes, okay, I will well, do maybe that. I will. I know. Someone would be like, Christina's so <laughs> sad. I'll go make out with her for a quick Honey, sec. just let me have uh, a day with her. She's she gonna... is not a threat, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the wife would be like, honestly, yeah, yeah probably I probably do this for her. her. <laughs> she needs this real bad. But remember, she breathes through her mouth, so only kiss her for a certain amount of time. Oh, yikes. Guys, if you're listening to this because you've seen you're in a happy relationship profile hey (laughs) yeah or maybe you're in a happy marriage and you feel like one of you needs to do something yeah would you would you i'm here would you take the husband or the wife i just like i'm quite straight okay I think I'm 15% lesbian, so it depends what she looked like. Yeah. Like yeah. if I'm attracted to her. Because there's Ariana this Grande, gymnast in the 2016 sure. Olympics. I'm like, hot damn. Which one? She was like a trampoline person from America, <laughs> from the US. And I was like, all right. Uh, I might be 15%. Why do you think you are? I love that your Instagram <laughs> is probably like. All, all just like nature pictures, like pictures of flowers and then like trampoline, trampoline girls Jeez. <laughs> in like leotards. She was Hot. very pretty. And, and I feel like job. I was attracted to that gymnast. Yeah. I was like, we could like, if would I eat? She came to my door. I'd be like, all right. Let's figure this out together. And she's like, I have a trampoline out back. Do you want to <laughs> like, like hot damn. <laughs> hot damn. Put on My that leotard. Instagram is coming to <laughs> live. Uh, should we go into uh what's that? Funny? I'm just going to send you pictures of girls on trampolines. Oh my God. Now. I wasn't. It, you make it sound like I'm attracted to the act of trampolining, <laughs> but it was like, she was nice looking. She was, she got, she, you know, she, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good timing, good timing. That was great timing from JP. Was it funny? Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Let's decide together. This is one of your worst ones. One of your worst. Uh, I thought the yeah, yeah, yes, no, no, no's were actually quite good. So in conclusion, Christina would like you to send her pictures of girls on trampolines because... Again, it was this whatever. (laughs) I don't need to. Okay. All right. What have you been watching, or do you want me to go first? Do you have something? Yeah. Go first. I'm prepared. I'm prepared, too. I have something, so. Okay, so I started to watch, slash I think I'm done, um, this new Netflix show Okay. called Dating Around. Dating Around. Have you watched it? You and Sarah will love it. JP, have you seen it? Okay, so it's this reality show produced by Netflix, um, and it's set in New York City and it's six episodes. I just so badly hope they come out with more. But each episode, it's one single person and they go on five first dates and you kind of see it's only a, like 25 minute show. So you see the first date spliced up. Yeah. And then uh, they choose one person to go on a second date with. And it's not like an awkward like and then there's a rose ceremony and only one of you will get a rose. It's just like they all do their dates. It's like drinks dinner after drinks then you see them like taking them home or whatever and then the like cuts to like a couple days later and the person's standing waiting for the person to walk up but it is like oh it's one so well done two it shows like different like there's um a gay guy on it there's a lesbian on it uh like on the lesbian couple it like shows a lot of different experiences of being queer 
Um, there's like this old man, Leonard, he's 70. He was a lawyer, but now he's a PI and his wife died. A private investigator? <laughs> a private investigator. That's amazing. I would give <laughs> oh him a God. hand job. And he is 70 and he's so sweet. And he was married to his wife for 34 oh. years, but she passed away. So then he goes on five dates with these older women and he is so, he says one joke that I'm like, Leonard, no, but like I was <laughs> Let me so, tell you about immigration these days. I know this isn't going to help with how creeped out people were about my Wayne Gretzky thing, but like I found him so attractive. JP, can you please look up Leonard from dating around? Because I would, he was really stylish or something. Uh. Anyway, so that's like, it just shows like their first dates and then, um, oh my God, how hot is he? He okay. looks like Professor Xavier <laughs> from X-Men. Oh, my God. Look at these two slow danced. But then he didn't feel like a strong romantic oh, connection okay. with her. But like it really is just like it's not overproduced. It's very much just like what makes this better than or like you said is well done. What makes so it well, well done, done compared it's to just like other it, shitty shows? That I about don't know. Dating? It really just shows what first dates can be like because you see these ones that's like, oh, my God, this is going so well. There's so much chemistry here. They're having really interesting conversations. And then you see the ones that are like, oh, this is going well. But like this isn't going to go anywhere. Is like, this a show? I saw like a clip of a girl on a date with a guy and he's like calling her a liar because she divorced her husband. It was maybe like there's one episode date. I haven't seen and apparently it has the worst date. And and the Netflix tweet or whatever was like, you think you've been on a bad first date? Yeah, that would definitely be And the show. guy was such a pretentious yeah. jackass. Yeah, I like, think that's the episode I haven't seen yet. Okay, I haven't, see, I haven't okay, seen you it. Need I saw to, that clip. It's just like, and it's funny, like you laugh at their conversations and it shows like the awkwardness of the first dates and then it's also exciting because you're thinking the whole time, Who's who are they going to choose? Like, because there's chemistry with, and you can tell, like, is it wholesome? Yeah, it's good. Okay. Well, yeah, like they swear a bit and they have, like, it's well, just yeah. filming their conversations. No, I know what you mean. Uh, but it's so good. I'm happy to hear that because there's so many shitty dating shows out there. Oh my gosh. And it's just like, it's so interesting because you can tell, like, there's some people that the person is is more like physically attracted to, or there's some people that they're having like really great conversations with. And then there's like usually there's no standout. There's often like two of the five that's like very clear it's not going to happen. Yeah. And usually on the cab ride home, they're like, I don't see yeah. anything. But there's usually two or three that you're like, oh, I don't know. Like, who are you going to choose to go on a second date with? So this is it's so good. OK, that's really good to hear. So good. There's two things that I'm fully disheartened from dating shows. Uh, Sarah and I started to try to watch Naked Attraction. Oh, you only need to watch one episode of Naked Attraction. It was so bad. No, this is so, it's so, oh, it's so good. Um, And then the other one, I had a friend message me saying, because you, (laughs) this isn't a dating show. Oh, no. But because you promoted that um, porn star search. Oh, no. Did they watch it? They started watching it. Oh, God. And did they realize it's it's legit just (laughs) um, porn? Just porn. Uh, I said it was just porn. No reviews in yet, but uh, fingers crossed it's going to be a good one. It's Okay, but you should watch. You and Sarah will love dating around. Okay, And it is funny because it's just watching people. And it's like the first date jitters where you're like trying to be your best self. And you like you can see their their like heads working like, oh, this is like my first date story. Like I have a joke about having like the perfect first date story. That's like, oh, like they come out of the story being like, oh, my God, Christina's like 
quirky and endearing and like funny and a little adventurous. Yeah. I have. It's about being in a bank robbery. There's two friends of mine that I'm trying to set up right now on a blind date, oh. but they don't, they're, they live in two separate cities. So I'm trying to set them up on like a blind FaceTime and I'm going to try it. And they're perfect for each other. Or I think they're going to be good think? for each other. I've set a couple up who are, you know, they're now married. So they're to each other. Yeah. And you set them up. I set them Holy up. Holy shit. I knew, though. I like thought of these two friends and I was like, if they met, they are perfect for each other. That's amazing. Yeah. It's Why really can't exciting. you do that for yours? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I feel like this episode has really just been a like psychoanalyzing Christina mm. and um, I don't hate it. The audience wanted it. Did um, they? <laughs> yeah, they, they messaged me. Can you tear Christina to shreds Just in this? pull end? her fucking <laughs> apart. Um, to build her back up stronger. Yeah. Okay, what's yours? So I'm watching a funny show. Mm. That's good for this segment. Yeah. Um, this is really... Like this, uh, we always do this. We're like, oh my god, has everybody seen the show? I haven't rewatched The Office probably since it originally came out. Like, yeah, I think it came out two thousand and six, like first American Office. Yeah, I'm rewatching it, and it's so funny. Yeah, but I have questions. Yeah. So one, um, they start pro- uh, j- putting Jim and Pam together in the first season. And it's so cute. They're so they're cute. so cute. They're- I remember like being so invested in their love story. I love them. They're so I don't cute. know if I like because I've now f- almost watched <clears throat> all of Parks and Rec and Ben Wyatt and Leslie Note might top them oh, for I, me. I don't think so. <laughs> I got uh... Okay, here's my I watched four seasons of The Office recently, like okay. six months ago. I think I talked about it on the podcast. Um, and I could not watch it past the dinner party episode. Like the dinner party episode where what's his name? Steve Carl's character. Yeah. And what's her name? Who is dating? Who's yeah, that yeah. dinner party? I was so physically uncomfortable watching that episode that I have not brought myself to watch another. So there is a v- Vice or Slate article about how that is the greatest episode ever. And that's what everyone says. Everyone's like, it's the best episode of The Office. I'm like, and if that's the best episode and I can't physically bring myself to watch it, then so I can't watch it anymore. Season four, people should check out the article. It's called An Oral History of the Dinner Party. Ugh. Or something, something, the best opposite episode ever. It is so, such a good show. But, okay, so it's 2006. And there are jokes in the first season that I'm like, I don't think you could do that anymore. Like Steve Carell, I was going to look it up before I did this episode, but I was unorganized. But Steve Carell said... That there are jokes he did early on in the office that he that regrets. He regrets. Yeah, I'm sure. Do you remember like early um, Michael Scott's friend who like comes in? Oh, that like loudmouth actor who's also in um, uh, Anchorman, and he's uh, he's so obnoxious, but he's like supposed to be he's playing an obnoxious character, and he calls Jim gay. He calls him queer. Yeah, and like. It's just so, I don't know, there's like parts where like you, you know, they're doing it because it's like, oh, that's awkward. And that was like the office was the first like, like awkward humor. What are humor. you sacrificing for pushing into the awkwardness? And I don't like know. Um, the diversity day episode. Yeah. Like it's just like, yeah, oh, like the, there's parts that are cringy and I don't know if they're cringy because Michael Scott's an awkward guy or if they're, they're just like flat out offensive. Yeah. And it's it's, all, yeah. It's like, what's the payoff of like pushing into that to like amplify the awkwardness versus like 
find awkwardness and other things that aren't offensive. Yes. Because the dinner party episode is the most awkward thing I've ever experienced. But it wasn't offensive. And it wasn't offensive. But it like conveyed that awkwardness that that whole show is going for. But like there's an um, there's a episode where like, well, no, on the diversity day one where Michael Scott's like doing an impression of an Indian man and they sang it to like Kelly Kapoor. Yeah. So he's saying it to Minnie Kaling and, yeah. and then she slaps him in the face. Yeah. So they're like, okay, is the joke like that's so offensive? Of course you're going to get slapped in the face and is it worth it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I am always of the opinion that it's not worth it. Because you're like when when we talk about improv, our job is to punch up. Yeah. And to me, it's like when you're thinking, well, I thought about this when I was writing my set about sexual assault. And I'm not comparing my set about sexual assault to the office, <laughs> but both are perfectly written. Uh, but it's like, is this punching up essentially? Is it like challenging anything or is the punchline uh, either punching down or just punching straight? Like, yeah. is it actually like pushing anything or is it like, oh, we know these accents are offensive, but we're not actually grappling with why they're offensive and how to change from that. It's just like we're going to benefit from the fact that they are offensive, but we're not going to challenge that. They did a better. So there's one where they <clears throat> Michael Scott steps on like a, a hot plate and, is, and he like he's on crutches because he burns his foot. And then they bring in a man in a wheelchair to talk about disabilities that was way better done than yeah. Diversity Day. I don't think Diversity Day was trying to be offensive, but I thought they were certainly like playing on, oh, this is just how Michael Scott's character is. He's a he's an awkward guy. So then anything he can say anything because yeah. he's it also just an is awkward like guy. almost lazy writing to me. That's like we can get away with this and it not be questioned because it's that's, that's just his, his character. character. Yeah. And it's it just like comes from his awkwardness. Writing a really conservative character, like who's ultra like I hate immigrants or whatever like yeah I'm just pulling but it's like out. oh that's just that character yeah yeah uh okay should we welcome our guest yeah all right okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> i am super excited to welcome to the studio a great comedian yeah andrew wombold Thanks for having me. Thank Christina you. Oh I'm so <laughs> nervous about names. You just don't want to it screw it up. It freaks me out. It's very nice of you to be so respectful. Yeah, but we had a comedian KB on and she told me her last oh, name. Oh, you like, blew that. Yeah, and I called that. her KB Hardwood or something. Yeah, that was horrible. It was so bad. I felt so bad. <sighs> Anyways, enough about me and it's my fears. It's always about I you. know. <laughs> uh, Andrew, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for coming Thank in and hanging you. out. I'm happy to be here. This is a great setup. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have a good radio voice. Like, you all do. Right, I'm, I'm, like, I'm very we're threatened gonna get by it. Yeah. That. Okay. We should get to the interview portion of this I feel like interview. we've already started it. Mm -hmm. Andrew, you're a comedian. You do stand-up. On an amateur level. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, he will say that 18 times. He's contractually obligated to say on an amateur level 18 how, times. How long have you been doing stand-up? And tell us what got you into it. I've been doing stand-up for six and a half years. Wow. On an amateur level. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I was just not very smart in school. And I had a teacher once write on my uh, report card that uh, like I had like a C average. And he said, oh, but he's the funniest student I have. Mm -hmm. And I just thought I was like, yeah. And then I saw this comedian Mitch Hedberg on TV when I was like okay. going through puberty. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to be a comedian from them then. Okay. And how old were you when you started? 19. 19. You were 19. so desperate for affirmation from your teacher. You're like, I'll take any little compliment. <laughs> yeah. It. So oh. I took that as I can be the funniest ever. 
And yeah. are you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so at 19, what sort of jokes were you making? Like, what was they the content? They were very bad. I, I wouldn't book me, for yeah. sure. Um, but somebody did, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no shows I would do again, for sure. Um, a lot of... Uh, Sex is like comedy, right? You got to try not to come everywhere. <laughs> you can have that, that is stellar. We're keeping that <laughs> yeah. bad boy yeah. in. Stories about doing drugs. It was really classic. Classic stuff. Classic 19-year-old stuff. Do you see stuff. other 19-year-olds doing stuff that you did when you were 19? You're like, hey, let me help you? Or I don't think. Go ahead. What do you think? I just don't know if Andrew would be like, hey, let me help you. <laughs> I, well, and I don't know. <laughs> I've stopped doing that since I quit drinking. I um, I think there were like two different comedians. I met them just blackout drunk saying, and like I just took notes on their set without meeting them. And I just gave them advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm sure they love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, yeah. How has like your comedy developed between like 19 to 25? <laughs> it's, it's more or less the same thing. Just uh, I think I've just tried a lot harder. I think the key was just making, uh, for me, actually just making friends because my first four years, like my first my first set was really bad, but then uh, it didn't get better for the next four or five years. <laughs> but were you doing it like, because now you do comedy pretty aggressively. Like you're on a lot of shows. <laughs> yeah. Let me on this show. <laughs> Put me on it. You just, run a lot of shows. It's just um, everybody I started with moved away and eventually I just become the veteran here. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, but I've definitely gotten better, and it's uh, just for making friends and being nice to people. No, but I, I guess I, I've i tried stand-up, and I twice. went to amateur You tried stand-up twice. But I saw a lot of the stuff that I was, like, trying not to write, because it was like, I don't want to do another dick joke. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do another joke about how my partner is sucks. Like, <laughs> how do I—and but I saw those guys, and, and they got medium laughs. Like, I don't know. What, what size were your laughs? You got good laughs. And I guess my question is like, if you've, if you've been in the Ottawa scene for a chunk of time, yeah. like, are, are you just like seeing that, that stuff still and like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that joke happened. Or are you, and you're like going up to like 19 year old guys to be like, Hey, you're a funny guy, but that joke sucked. Like, let me kind of, I think at one point it's almost, uh, it's just a phase they have to work through. Yeah. Like, I don't think, uh. Like I could tell them like, hey, that joke sucked, but it's like, okay, well, what should I do then? And it's, if I knew, I, I would have moved away. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. And uh, I don't know, I more or less have the same kind of uh, like uh, shitty like dick joke kind of thing. And I just try to like say present it in a different way yeah, as yeah, much yeah. as I can. Yeah, like, I've heard some good dick jokes. I've heard some real bad dick jokes. They're mostly jokes. all bad. Have you heard There's good vagina of- jokes? Yeah, but I've also heard some really bad vagina jokes where I'm like, I'm get it. Vagina done, w- done by women? Yes. Okay. There's some vagina jokes by women that, that I'm are like, bad. I'm good. The best ones are always by men. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'm like, so have, let me tell you about I this. have never heard a bad vagina joke come out of a man's mouth. You all you all know this thing that I'm talking about is the vagina. The vagina. You know? Um, okay. So I think one thing that people find very interesting, we've had um improv people, we've had comedians who are just starting out. All the way to people who are old and grizzled. Mm. Who would you say is the old and grizzled? Greg Houston is grizzled as hell. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That um, checks out. Uh, how do you write? Like, what's your writing process like? I don't know. I think I just, uh, I like to steal other people's jokes Good. mostly. I find there's a lot of great, um, 
there's a lot of great one-liner comics in England that were performing in like 1970. You don't actually steal people's <laughs> jokes, right? I don't know anymore. I've been accused of it recently. It's just been on my mind. Oh <laughs> my god! He runs the Fuck Jerry Instagram account. So <laughs> I will say, can I, I say? I think because we live in Ottawa and it's a small comedy scene, I don't think people are stealing jokes, but I can go to, because there's only so many people who are aggressively doing comedy. There's probably like 30 people that are on shows all the time. And I can shut my eyes at some shows and be like, oh, you recently saw this person perform because I can mm. hear it. I can. He and it's not like they're stealing the subject matter or even like the any. The style it's just like joke? it's the style. And like sometimes people like pick up a mic trick from someone else. But it's like the scene is so small that I'm <laughs> like, that's not trick. yours. You can put a mic like up like, your pussy. Oh, no, no. That's no. That's Whoa. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like they'll cover the mic. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of a mic, mic tricks. trick. I haven't but seen. That's, that's the only one. <laughs> how, they, how they use. Okay. That wasn't a, I'm so flustered. That isn't a good example, but there's like moments like how people like emphasize different words or like mm. they're like, um, pattern of talking mm. i'm like oh you've recently heard so-and-so do a joke or you've recently, and I catch myself doing it where I'm like, oh, that was delivered in a very X person way. Yeah. I heard you're the, uh, the average of the five people you hang out with. Oh, is that a, okay? That's what it is. That uh, makes more. You can cut everything I said. Just slice <laughs> that. That was very quick. Definitely cut my mic play. <laughs> mic play. The, you, you went from mic trick to mic play. Uh, you got urine on the brain. Yeah. <laughs> now mic play is like you bring it into the bedroom and you're like, <laughs> I don't know. I whatever. didn't even notice that I switched the words. Can I? I oh, moving away no, from that. Oh, someone pee on uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me, I, I've never heard that you're the average of five, the five people you hang out with. Can you tell I me actually, that? that's just a setup to an amateur comedian's joke that I, <laughs> that I now stole. live by. <laughs> I'm telling you, I steal material. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense too. I think especially, um, you notice in Ottawa comedy, like if there's a, a friend group of comedians, they always, they sound really similar. And I find it all the time, especially I find if I do shows out of town, especially if I'm doing really poorly, I'll put on like a voice, like not knowingly. At first, but I'll put on like the voice of a comedian friend of mine that I know is funnier than me. They, like maybe. <laughs> it, it, Have just, they been on the podcast? No. Okay. They should be. All right. Well, They're funny. All right. You've had yeah. some people. <laughs> no, I mean, you do the same thing in, in improv. If you know something's not hitting, you're like, I'm going to go back to what's hit for me. Every other or time. Or what I've seen hit. I've done that. Christina does a really good New York mom. Thank you. Um, I can do a really good like Gatineau man <laughs> or like a can French Canadian man. Tell me a joke. That's his dream. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Um, but you like go, you revert to like things that are tried and true, but you know, like, okay, this is hit before. And and then sometimes they even fall flat in the, when you're reaching for that yeah. too. Well, yeah. Cause it feels so artificial when you're like, yeah. okay, time to bring in my Gatineau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, what would you tell a new comedian starting stand-up? Go see Christina Muehlberger. She's, She's a sensation. Such a talent. <laughs> She'll bring Andrew Mike play and I, into the he bedroom. He was on my second show I ever did. Where? And you, at Swizzles, and you went on after oh. me, and you were so mad. And, like, not justifiably. Like, this isn't me being like, hey, check me out. My set was, like, sloppy and all over the place. And you went up after, and you are like, 
who the fuck is that? And I was like, what is happening? Because it was slobbing all over the place, but it was still better than I'd ever done. You know? And you said it. Like, it was known. Like, this is your second time. You have all of your friends. But all then you were still my friends were there, which funnier is also than everyone why, on the show. But no, but that's also why it went so well. I had like 10 friends with me in a very small place. I think I'd tell somebody if, uh, like, if somebody start, is starting comedy and they're really funny, just play it down a bit. Because now everybody hates you. Because you started so strong. You're the best comedian in the city. That's not true and at all. people That's not true are gossiping all. about you. That's so hurtful. Good, they should. If they could tear her down a little bit. That's so mean. I've I'm... listened to the podcast. I don't think you can tear <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mentally, I'm down here. Where are you going to tear me to? Yeah. Um, okay, but what advice would you give other than that stupid advice? <laughs> you piece of shit. Um, I think, um, my advice would be to make friends as, po- as soon as possible because it's easy. It's, it's really hard. I think to go out all the time. If you don't know anybody, it could be kind of intimidating. I've heard people say it like, it seems clicky to be in Ottawa comedy. Yeah. Um, but as soon as like, like I met David Haddad, like, and we became like really good friends and help like writing friends. it's best friends. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Um, I like, I started performing more and writing more and it was just nice to have somebody like you can talk with yeah, like, and, uh, that you respect and you know how they're going to talk to you. And I do, I think the comedy scene is a bit clicky. Sure. It's like a community. I, that'll of people. be every comedy scene. But though. like, they're also very well, I if you show is. that you like want to work at this and you don't come in being like, I've done two sets. I'm the best. Check me out. People are like, Hey, we'll help you. Like. People come up to you after sets and some people are shitty about it, but some people mm-hmm. are really kind and are like, hey, that this part was really good. This part you can work on. Let's hang out. I don't yeah. know. I don't. It's not actually that clear. And then you're like, it's midnight. I'm tired. That's me, though. <laughs> people think I am rude on the scene because I leave after shows, but it's so late. <laughs> it's not normally that late. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's, it's 1030. 1030. Hang out. Well, yeah. on a Monday. I mean, you're in your 30s now. I am 29, but <laughs> you look like you're. Th- <laughs> Whoa. It's because I called him a Cabbage Patch doll. It was fine. It was nice. Enough about us. Let's keep talking about Andrew. Let's give some relationship advice. I love. Thank you so much. Okay, I have one last question for you. Okay, so you're in a relationship. (laughs) He would like that said seventeen more times. Say it. Say it again. Uh, How long have you been in this relationship? Um, short answer. What's well, the long, what's answer? long answer? <laughs> oh, well, we technically, <laughs> uh, it's just about, uh, just over two years. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to call this a long distance or sorry, long term relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And long distance. Oh, really? Yeah. It's been long distance almost two, two years. Oh, crazy. <laughs> okay. Um, do you write jokes about being in a relationship and how do you keep them from being like, oh, I've heard that 1500 times? Um, I definitely do. Like most of my set is about her and man, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I just, um, you know, I just write what I think is going to be funny. And I don't know, I wouldn't say it's uh, incredibly original, but that's what I mean. It's like all about how you present it and try, like, try to, um, cause I am more or less just doing schmucky jokes about how well, I'm bad with my girlfriend. <laughs> 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 so I'm just <laughs> trying to be original with that. Okay. I, w- I wanted to write jokes about being married and being in a relationship, but I just, it was, I found it very challenging to get the language right where I wasn't like, feels hacky. It does. It feel the the first draft of my joke was incredibly hacky, and then I'd like edit it, and then I went on stage, and I probably should edit it again. <laughs> I okay, <laughs> shut up. One, two. I think, and I don't know, but like, I think the avoidance of hacky is just being personal. It's not like not mm. overly personal, but I think there's a difference between like a like again. I do think there's good dick jokes. There's a couple dick jokes that make me laugh, but they're usually like yeah. 
a personal story about a dick, whether it's yours, <laughs> whether it's someone else's. But to me, that's so much funnier and less mm. hacky than being like, saw dicks. There's some big ones. There's some small ones. Mine's big ladies. Pow, pow, pow. That's still funny. <laughs> I will be adding that to my yeah. set. Yeah, that was good. Um, Are we going to okay. talk about love? Let's talk yeah. about love. Let's, uh, let's do a little thing here. Okay. Uh, Christina is in a new frame of mind. Being single now, she can Hello. kind of... Hello. Uh, yep. Uh, all right. Well, uh, so, <laughs> all right. Uh, my 24-year-old boyfriend, question mark, slash fiance, question mark, 25-year-old. <laughs> Dump him. Wait, he's 25 or 24? 25, and the girlfriend is 24. Okay. Um, they've been together for five years. Proposed. <laughs> he proposed and then decided he wasn't ready. That's the title of this thing. I have a wonderful relationship with my significant other. He treats me really well. And I just want to emphasize that he has done everything for me. I have no doubt that he loves me. We have been discussing engagement for a while. The basic situation was that he loved me and wanted to get married to me. But he knew I wanted to get engaged on a slightly sooner timeline. So he proposed to me in a very nice way. Since the proposal, he has refused to discuss marriage, period. He brought up some things that he said make, me, make him reluctant to get married. I totally agree that there are some things in our relationship that should be resolved before marriage. And I'm fine with a long engagement. But if he doesn't want to marry me yet, why did he propose to me? He said he's not ready for marriage yet and regrets proposing to me. However, he is adamant that he still loves me and wants to be with me forever. So a solution is to take back the ring and get go back to being boyfriend and girlfriend until the time gets closer to when we can start wedding planning, which will probably be in a couple years. So he'll propose to me when things are, quote, real then. I'm fine waiting a couple of years to get married, but I found the do-over thing kind of odd and wanted I wanted an outside opinion. Okay. What do you think? As someone who's def- desperately wanted to be proposed to, the thought of getting proposed to twice <laughs> is thrilling. <Okay>. All right. <laughs> thrilling. I don't know. I'm like, why not just have a long engagement then? Yeah. Well, it's like I mean, the pressure she's fine of people. With it. It's probably the pressure of people being like, "Oh, when's the wedding? When's the wedding?" And he's like, "I'm not ready yet." She should really be sensing his cold feet, though. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I want to think of something funny, but I'm kind of like, why? What? I don't know. I'm like, maybe he's like, I don't know if I'm. Well, he did say he wants to be with her forever, so why not get married? But that's also, an easy thing to say. Yeah. Why is he trying to take the ring back though? Oh, do you think he's going to break up with her? Well, he said. I don't think it's meant to last. Really? He says, I want the ring back to, so I can re-propose. I just think like, <laughs> I mean, if dude, you're going to re-propose, chill. I want a new ring. Yeah, you can't use the <laughs> same ring. wear both. <laughs> okay, see, I didn't read it as like. Because he wants a do-over. But he also was like, he didn't want to propose initially. He was like, oh, this is really important to her. Then so don't do propose. This. I guess. I just don't know if they're good communicators. I think you're right. I, uh, I don't know. I got proposed to uh, when I was like 23 and I said no, but we kept dating. And I don't think you can keep dating. Dating after. Yeah. If you turn down a proposal or take it back. Yeah. You can't. How do you go back? I bet she's holding on to it because she's like, I know if I give this back, we're going to break up. Really? I think this guy got a taste of like what it was feet, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's like backing out. I mean, <laughs> I pretty ballsy here. though to be like, oh. remember when I proposed? I was lying. But yeah. then he said, I will propose again. I would say Imagine that, that too. that conversation though. Oh my God. Ugh, I, I don't know. It's kind of like, I know a couple who moved in together and then they lived together for a year and they were like, oh, I don't know 
if I want to live with you. Like it's like too much stress right now. And so then they moved apart. But I'm like, how do you date when you've lived together? Now you're like, okay, but clearly something's not right if you don't want to live with me. But there is such a thing as moving in together too soon and realizing that. There's such a thing as getting engaged too soon and realizing that. I don't know. I'm very torn. I asked for the ring back and she said no. You did? Yeah. Well, after we broke up. I gave the ring back because I'm a kind person. And then we did get back together for a period of time and then it didn't work. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just not going to be together. I think it's cursed. I think it's cursed now. Yeah. So do you actually think like if you get engaged and then you're like, okay, but here's my thing is it was probably like, okay, we can. He probably thought we will have a long engagement. Like we've talked about this. We're not ready to get married. Let's have a long engagement. But then he realized there's still so much pressure when you're an engaged couple of people being like, when's the wedding? What are you planning? Why is it so far away? Why aren't you ready? And he's like, what if we just remove all of that and go back to existing for a couple of years, which was our plan when we were engaged? I'm with him. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I just feel like it's fine. Like you think he really. Though okay. if a guy proposed to me and then asked to yeah. not be proposed, Fresh I would you. lose my yeah. fucking mind. So the way in you, which you describe it, this guy has. I'm so up and down on this. Yeah, <laughs> pardon me for saying this, but the guy has, quote, the balls enough to ask his fiance for a ring back, but not the, quote, balls enough <laughs> to like say to people, yeah, we're just going to be engaged for a little while. Like, like just leave us alone. Yeah, okay. I think that it's not going to work out. No. Well, that one wasn't very funny. No. All right. Do you want one that's great? <laughs> uh, we have a couple minutes. No, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, my, okay, tell me. <laughs> we weren't going to do this one because it's just so stupid. My girlfriend is re- to- refusing to talk to me because I pretended to be dead after our car accident. <laughs> no. How? No. <laughs> no. Uh, is this that guy needs help. Like, <laughs> Is that the whole thing? In summary, uh, we got hit by a drunk driver (laughs) going 15 kilometers over the speed limit. The impact was brutal, but I knew right away I was fine. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's the shock from the crash and having my entire world rocked in the flash for a second, but I decided to hang my mouth open and contort myself against the intruding door. When When my girlfriend looked over, she was horrified and screamed nonstop. For what felt like an hour, after a minute, after a minute or so, I snapped out of it and said, "Gotcha." Oh my God, no! <laughs> and should now be doing we got engaged, but I'm hoping to ask for the ring oh back. Oh my God! She, uh, we were both given the all clear from the hospital, and, but now she refuses to talk to me. Yeah, because what should I do? <laughs> pretended to be dead. Yeah. Oh my god, there's no... Okay, you think there's no going back from a proposal? (laughs) There is no going back from pretending to be dead. I mean... No. Andrew's response was great. That guy should be in comedy. He's funny. He's he's a keeper. Let's end it at that, because that is fucking wild. Andrew, thanks for coming and hanging out. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I'm sorry for messing up your intro. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. He pretended to be dead? Today's episode was recorded in Ottawa, Ontario at Pop-Up Podcasting, featuring Christina Muehlberger and Ryan Mulligan, recorded by J.P. Davidson, and featuring music by Nikolai Haidless, Mr. Gavin, and Fox Beat Music, all available on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening. <laughs>